Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Honda Classic. And joining me to break it all down, the coach is here. Coach, how are you enjoying the week? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm enjoying it a lot because after you embarrassed me last week, I said, you know what, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back strong. So who did I pick this week? My man Shane Lowry, who chipped in for Eagle on 18, and he is only four shots back, two shots back a second. We are setting up for a really fun weekend of guys at the top that aren't used to winning and then a lot of big names behind them that are chasing. You can't get any better than that. Yeah, I, I listen, I would love to every week punch and counter punch and haymaker. We just keep piling up the money on everybody else. It's all good with me, Coach. Right you on. and I will just keep going back and forth. Sweet. I like it. Uh, it is March and the madness has arrived. And you may be wondering, how, how do I actually watch all of these games? What's on CBS? What's not on CBS? Where the heck is Duke? That was my question. Relax. It's very, <laughs> very easy. Just go to CBS Sports app on your connected TV or your phone. And from there, you'll see every tournament game available to watch, whether it's on CBS or March Madness Live. Think of it like a gateway to all the action. So download CBS Sports app now so you never miss a minute of the NCAA tournament. We've Can got I jump some... in real quick? Can please, I jump in real quick on please. that? Because today, as I was doing PGA Tour Live, for people who don't know, the March Madness app is as good as it gets because you can just switch around games from the app. You don't even have to go into all the different true TVs and all that. I was doing it on the set as I was doing golf. You can't get any better than that March Madness app. Just download it. As soon as we get done here, I will be making a dent in the couch, coach. And that's where I will be for the rest of the evening watching the rest of these games. I'm stoked about it. We got golf to talk about. We've got another three-shot lead. We had a three-shot lead after 18 holes. We've Mm -hmm. got a three-shot lead after 36. And it's a different guy. It's Aaron Wise who goes out and backs up his opening round 64 with another 64 coach that included an eagle Mm -hmm. on number three. He finished on the front nine. So the ninth hole uh, was his 18th hole of the day. Made birdie there. Uh, He was rocking and rolling and he's three shots clear of all of his chasers yeah um here's the deal i don't think he's going to finish inside the top 10 when you look at his numbers he should have been faded by everybody this week he hasn't been playing good he doesn't have his a game but he is a guy rick that we know coming out of college in oregon that was highly touted this was going to be another can't miss talent so it doesn't surprise me that he's able to put these two rounds together but he has not been able to even put three rounds together this season let alone four. So, yes, two terrific rounds. But he's making every putt that he looks at. And you know that's not going to happen on Saturday when he's playing late in the afternoon when nobody has been able to make a lot of putts. The wind's going to be up this weekend. I think he's really going to struggle. But so far, got to give him props. Uh, so far, so good. To, to put yep. some numbers to that, four and a half strokes putting is what he has gained this week. He's fourth in the wow. field. You look wow. at what he's done this season, he's 216th <laughs> coach. So I, I'm with you. There's a bit of regression coming there. But what I think is interesting about Aaron Wise, you know, he is – 
he's right on the cusp of like everything, right? I mean, last year he finished 150th in FedEx Cup points. He is 152nd in the official World Golf Rankings. He won back in 2018 at the AT&T Byron Nelson. He's one of these guys that in a week like this would be really life-changing, career-altering trajectory stuff if he could lock up his card for another couple of years, if he could indeed find a way to win this golf tournament. I was talking to the to the great Billy Kratzer today, who I think is amazing as a, as a golf announcer. He's seen everybody. He knows everything. And, and he said it's the hardest thing to do is when you're playing in a week when all the big boys are not here and there's nobody in the top 10. There is, there's the Adam Scotts and the Phil Mickelsons, but they're not highly ranked anymore. He said that when you can change your career, when you can change your life to go out and do it, to not put pressure on yourself, say, this has got to be the week that I get the points because JT's not here, because Rom's not here, because Brooks isn't here. And for some of these guys to come out and shoot what they're shooting on this golf course, and I got to tell you, this is the first time that I've watched all 18 holes two days in a row. This is a really hard course, and there is so much water. And if you're not striping it right, you're going to blow up. We had an 11 yesterday on the 17th, which is, it looks like a benign par three. It's anything but. We had a two, we had an 11. And so going into the weekend, that's what everybody's going to have to look at. They're going to say, how am I ball striking? What am I doing? Am I keeping on the right sides of the fairways? Because that's very important. All these holes that dogleg left and some just, you get it and then you take a straight right. So it's a really hard golf course. It's one thing to set yourself up, Rick. It's another thing to finish over the weekend. I think we're going to see a lot of changeover on the leaderboard come tomorrow. I think we are too. And even with how difficult PGA National has played, Aaron Wise with this three-shot lead has now recorded the lowest 36-hole score to par since 2007. Coach, I, I got to read the other guys. The other two are Rory McIlroy and Brendan DeJong. Is there any list in the world where Rory McIlroy and Brendan DeJong were one and two before today's day, before today? <laughs> not, one, not one that, that anybody <laughs> knows about. And I want to throw another stat out at you, Rick. There hasn't been a first-round leader that has won the Honda Classic since 2003. Can you name the guy that did it? 2003 would have been, oh boy. Um, no, I can't. Justin Leonard. Mm, and so all, all day today, Matt Jones had to sit around on that 9-under 61. And I'll give him credit, he shot an even par. I predicted yeah. it would be even par or higher. But first-round leaders don't win here. Starting out fast does not win here. And I know you're, you're a genius at looking back in the pack at, you know, 6 to 15 and picking out value. To, to, to me, this week, that's where all the value is, not at the yeah. top. Yeah, we're gonna we're certainly gonna get to those guys when we start talking about the betting odds. Um, you, you, and just to put a capper on that, when Brendan DeJong had the lowest thirty six hole score to par, he finished sixty third. So you're you're right, Coach. Things things can go sideways on the weekend <laughs> in quite a hurry. And things went sideways for Lee Westwood. This magical run that he has been on over the course of the past couple of weeks comes crumbling down on Friday with an eight over seventy eight. When I tuned in, I saw him uh, putt from a a, a, a closely own area ball came back to his feet and then he tried it again ball came back to his feet i think he ended up making triple there it just he it did. was it was not westwood's day at pga national that was on his second nine he was already three over par at that point that made him six uh Stuart appleby who's also working with us it's kind of cool to work with a guy rick who's mm -hmm. won this event and he won it back in 1997 to get the insight and to get what shots you should hit from where 
to where, how you leave it. And when Lee Westwood walked up to his ball on that particular hole, he's like, if he doesn't chip it here, he's not going to keep it on the green, either up and over or it's going to come back to him. And that's exactly what happened. But I also think t- this was the easiest fade for me ever. Yes. We, we talked about it last Sunday or on Tuesday that his legs weren't good. Uh, he was tired. He walked Augusta National on Monday. His, his fiance didn't even caddy this week because she's tired. Um, I faded him in four different bets this week, and it was the easiest money uh, I ever made. And also Doug Gim because we saw what happened to Doug on Sunday. Sometimes it's not about looking at the numbers. It's about looking at what's going on. And what's going on is very simple. Two weeks in the heat of the battle, final group, made over $2 million. I'll take two out of three with a miscut every time, and I'll make all the money that I can. Uh, so he's not unhappy. Uh, he's a little disappointed, but he's not unhappy. Yeah, he'll gear up. We'll see him at Augusta National in a couple of weeks, and he'll be rocking and rolling. Uh, before we hit a break here, you know, we did see – so Sung J.M. Uh, goes back-to-back 68. He's four under. He's kind of in that lurking mode where we're going to talk about in a, in a bit. You know, Joaquin Neiman's in that same spot, but it is it is really – a ton of guys ahead of them, but I was impressed with uh, Matt Jones in particular. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought him up because Matt Jones mm-hmm. goes out and he, in, in his first, I don't know, seven holes, he's three over par and I'm going here. Like, here it is. Here we go. Here's, here we here's go. that, here's that regression. He makes Eagle on 18. Then he makes the turn and, and cards uh, an even par 70 when all is said and done. I, I thought that was one of the more impressive rounds of the day because even though it was uh, an even par 70. Just so you know, Stuart Appleby, who's from Australia, so is Matt Jones. He told me, he says, don't be surprised if Matt Jones hang, hangs around all weekend. And I said, why? He said, there's a, there's a course in Australia, and it starts with a V, Victoria something. And mm-hmm. he said, it is one of the hardest courses on planet Earth. And Matt Jones won there. And he says, he knows how to get around courses like this. He knows how to stay out of the water. And if you don't know how to do that, then you can't get around PGA National. So I think he's going to hang around. I don't think he's going to win. But I think he's going to hang around based off what Stuart Appleby told me. But to grind it out and to be three over and to bring it back, that's really hard to do on a course that gives you nothing. And I don't know that I've ever seen a course, because this is the hardest par 70 on tour, that you have to – that every hole shows you exactly, Rick, the shot you have to hit. Like on six, if you don't hit it in the fairway and you go to the right, it's a bogey. No questions asked. You've got to stand up there. You've got to gut up, and you got to make the shots. And I love courses like that. Matt Jones made the shots. The question is, who's going to be the guys making the shots that you have to make heading into the weekend? Uh, that's a good segue. We're going to find out. We're going to talk about the William Hill odds on the other side. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. 
And we're back. Coach, I've got the betting board up here in front of me. And no surprise okay. to see Aaron Wise at the top. He's three shots clear. He's plus 225, which is uh, pretty rich for me. Matt Jones and yeah. Shane Lowry are next. They're seven to one and seven and a half to one. Lowry's the seven and a half to one. And then we get okay. into Russell Henley. You know, he has one here in the past. Uh, I'm going to, I want to go a little bit further than this, but are there any golfers at the top that you think are worth firing a bet on? Well, yeah, Shane Lowry for sure. I mean, he, yeah. he, he's he's my pick to win this week. So of course, I I I'm still uh, in love with him, especially when you look at the guys above him. Because how many times we 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 say you have to look at who's ahead, not necessarily that he's four back, but who's ahead. And I'm not scared of anybody. And he's also striking the ball really really well. His short game, as we saw in 18, is really really good. But also look at Sun J M. Plus mm-hmm. 2,000. I thought that's a little bit low for being seven shots back, but I watched every single one of his shots this week. And that dude, I, I have grown a new appreciation for Sun JM and how he goes about his business. I really have. He has been off his game and he still shot 268. So tomorrow, I don't think he can play any worse than what he's played. So you give me him at plus 2,000. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit there and I'll probably put a little bit on Shane Lowry as well. Okay. So Sun Jay is where I. I saw that and was like, I thought the same thing. I thought he got the, he definitely got the worst end of the draw with his tee time. And he had, he has not hit the ball well at all. And he's still right in this thing, especially with some of the guys at the top. That was interesting to me. Uh, You know, you you think about what the model is guys who are hitting the ball really well, but struggling with their putters. I see someone like Cameron Tringale, who has been much improved over the last couple Mm -hmm. of, of years. He's hanging a 28 to one number that interests me. And then there was one other guy here. Oh, here, this one's interesting, Coach, and I want to get your thoughts on this because okay. d- it's Denny McCarthy. Um, Denny McCarthy is on a bit of a run right now. We saw he played the first two rounds great last week before faltering a bit at TPC Sawgrass. That is worrisome. He's been red hot with the putter, but that's what he does. He's one of the best putters on the planet, and he's really striping it well with his, uh, with his approach game. He's fifth in the field. I, I think there's – I'm not like super stoked about it. I'm not running to get my bet in, but I'm like, oh, you've – You've got me intrigued here, coach. Well, here's the thing. I, I was at an event with him in December that he finished sixth in the pro part of it. It was like a hundred thousand dollar purse. When I Gene Sowers lapped the field. That Gene Sowers lapped the field. Wow. Um, and there was kind of a running joke that if you're not playing in the West Palm Beach area, that Denny McCarthy can't play well because that's where he lives, and he played well in that event, which was in Jupiter. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that he played well through the first two days. The problem is. He doesn't have great numbers when it comes to ball striking. And if that regresses tomorrow, guess what? It doesn't matter how good of a putter he is. And I fully expect for him to come back. I lost a bet against him today for the second day in a row. But it's okay. (laughs) I want everything else. Um, But I'm going to fade him again tomorrow. And if he beats me, so be it. But the numbers say fade him. And the fact that he's at the top of the leaderboard, he's not teeing off till early afternoon, wind blowing. The greens are going to be so fast. Stopping a ball tomorrow is going to be damn near impossible. So uh, I would not lay one dime on Denny McCarthy. Uh, uh, what what number do you think wins this golf? We're at 12 under right now, but that's three clear, and we talked about Aaron Wise already. What do you think the winning score is here? 12. Yeah, I don't think, think, I don't think they're, they're not going ahead of that. If, if Aaron Wise could just stop right now, you think he'd take it at 12? I made a bet with our producer here that he wouldn't finish inside the top 15. Wow. That's how much I think he's going to regress tomorrow. Now, I may lose the bet, but 
I'll gladly buy somebody dinner for Aaron Wise to go back. Because it's all about hunches, right? It's all about playing the numbers. And that's what, that's what we do. That's why you and I are so good at it. And to me, it's hard to go forward. And if you're at nine under, that means you got to play the weekend and three under par just to get to 12. There's only one guy there. And so I don't think Aaron Wise is going to play the weekend under par. So it's going to be in that nine to 12 range unless a Shane Lowry or an Adam Scott or a Sunjay go super low. And they like Sunjay could because his tee time is going to be so much earlier than the guys at the top of the leaderboard. That's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in so because he, here's what here's what I think could shape up tomorrow, and then we'll we'll get out of here. That that moving day where uh, we've got some unproven guys at the top that are going to play in the most difficult conditions, and we've got some more proven guys like Joaquin Neiman and Sung Jm who are going to get earlier tee times. Yeah. Like I I think you could see a real shakeup tomorrow, and then of course on Sunday when the leaders all kind of go out at the same time and all that. Like but like yeah, I that's I'm very interested in keeping an eye on that situation. I think you could argue that right now, uh, Sanjay, who's at dinner, Joaquin, who's at dinner, uh, Adam Scott, who's at dinner, that right now they're kind of laughing at themselves because I think they would rather be in this position. Not, I'm being a little facetious, but let's be honest. They Because they know how good the morning wave has been. They know how good the weather in the morning has been. And it's been like a tale of two days. Once you get past noon, Eastern time out here, and I'm in Florida right now, it just starts to go. So the er- earlier tee off, the better it's going to be for you. And you're not – now, the cut's going to come at plus one or plus two. Those guys are out of it. But if you're teeing off at 10, 15, 11 o'clock, and you can get out quick to three or four under, now we're talking. And that's what's going to happen with a lot of these big names. There's no big names at the top. They're all lurking. And that's mm-hmm. going to make for a great weekend. It's going to make for a great weekend, and we'll be here after each and every round to talk about it. But for right now – uh, I want to thank producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the glass. I want to thank the coach who you can find on Twitter at the coach rules. You can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time. 